Welcome to The Versatile Writer, the podcast that aims to provide help and support for like-minded writers. This is episode 6 of season 6 and I'm looking at writing prompts and ideas boxes. I'm separating this episode into two parts. This part is about writing prompts. About 25 years ago, I attended a writing workshop, one of my first, that introduced me to writing prompts. The workshop was led by famous author Jojo Moyes. It didn't re- I didn't really understand what writing prompts were back then, but after a few examples, they made perfect sense. I use them a lot nowadays and encourage other writers to do as well. The plus side I've found with writing prompts is that they encourage you to ignite your imagination, ask why, where, how and who, even when. And we all know that exercising your imagination is a really handy skill within creative writing. The downside to prompts can be, if you can't quickly respond to the prompt, you might put yourself under unnecessary pressure to create something. If writing on demand is not your thing, perhaps writing prompts are not the best writing resource for you. That said, from my point of view, I made the decision years ago that if I widened my writing skills, I'd better my chances of freelancing with different jobs. So far in my writing career, I've engaged in copywriting, ghostwriting, fiction, non-fiction, business blogging, opinion blogging, and so many other kinds of writing. The uninitiated might say that writing is writing, but I learned that journalism is quite different to writing novels because it uses different skills. I learned which aspects of writing I enjoyed and which I didn't. Thus, I was able to focus my attentions on those I prefer. One thing I learned from the workshop that truly helped me with other aspects of writing was learning to see things from a different point of view. In the workshop, the tutor handed out random photographs torn from random magazines. There was ten of us in the workshop and we really didn't have a clue which ones we'd get. When she got to me, I was handed an A4 black and white photo of an old man. At first glance, he looked poor, wrapped in a blanket and appeared to be living on the streets. We were told to write about the person in the picture and share what we came up with afterwards and we were given about ten minutes to write something. With my picture, I was adamant not to go with the obvious. I didn't want to write about an old man who lived on the streets. Although right now I can think of a few different stories that would work. What I actually went with was a story viewed from a completely different angle. I went with an old man who used the blanket and the wizened old face to work in his favour by getting people to give him food and money and other gifts as they walked by. After a while, the man saw there was no one around and threw away the blanket covering his head and body, took all the things he'd been given and got into a parked car in the next street and went home to his mansion. It was all a scam. I wanted my supposedly sad old character to be a con man to show that what we see might not always be what really there. I read my story out with the picture showing outwards to the other workshop attendees and most of them, including the tutor, were pleasantly surprised. Of about ten people attending, only me and one other thought to go this route. I liked that. It increased my writing confidence and helped me realise that the way I saw things or imagined them were interesting. I hadn't realised that before. I use a similar exercise in some of my courses and encourage the writer to think the opposite to what they envisage the obvious to be. The thing is, we're all different, 
So what's obvious to one person might be quite different to another. That's where the imagination steps in. The second part of this week's episode is about ideas boxes. If you've not heard of these before, it's basically what it sounds like, a box of ideas. This works well with the prompt already mentioned, but before you use them, it's useful to gather and store them for whenever you want to use them. I've had ideas boxes for decades. I clear them out occasionally because once I've used the prompt, I then throw it away or recycle it. Past prompts have been newspaper headlines, pieces of textured, coloured or glittered card, Christmas card images, greetings cards, bits of twig, leaves, pressed flowers, I've also had camera reels in their cases. Remember when we used to use them? Old photos. I once found an old sepia photo in a book I bought from a charity shop. What a find. Also, old books, again from charity shops. One was quite small and so easy to store in the box. Also an earring, a Christmas decoration, a bottle of nail varnish. Essentially all kinds of things that could prompt the mind into thinking up a story or poem. I enjoy looking out for things to put in the box, random things, household things, doesn't matter what it is, providing once it's inside the box, it could be there for years, so it can't be anything perishable. One year, as a family, we each wrote down 10 things on 10 bits of paper, positive things that that happened to us recently. The idea was to put them in the jar and open it up and read them out at the end of the month by way of uplifting our spirits. One month, we didn't open the jar and we put it to one side and it's been there for about five years. The jar has sort of become a time capsule too, so another writing prompt in its own right. It's sort of become a time capsule. Every so often I open it, I take out a piece of paper and read it. Obviously you do need to keep on top of what's included. You could quite easily become an unintentional hoarder. A simple box will do though. An old shoe box you might want to decorate appropriately or a box that came when you ordered something online. It really doesn't matter what kind of box it is, but having a lid does matter. It's a sort of metaphor that if the lid is closed, you're not going to do anything with it. When it's open, means you're ready for an influx of ideas to come at you. Here's a couple of ways to get the ideas flowing. Take the object in your hand and look at it from all angles. Take it outside and look at it. Perhaps it behaves differently outside. It might be a feather, so outside the breeze will make it move independently. For paper and other inanimate objects, ask of them when it was created, where it was created, why it was created, who created it, how was it created, and begin jotting down the findings. These are good exercises for your imagination too. If you'd like further assistance with writing prompts, I'd suggest you buy my book, Writing Naked, Writing Without Boundaries. You can get it online or through my site, www.loveofbooks.co.uk, and there will be a link to it in the show notes. Within the pages, there are text prompts and photographic prompts in both colour and black and white. I've been told it's a very useful writing resource and one reader even said it was their newest favourite writing companion. As an author, you can't really ask for more than that, can you? I hope this episode has been useful to you. In fact, I believe the versatile writer in itself is a good writing resource and possibly even a writing prompt. I hope you do too. If you'd like to have a further discussion about points raised here, why not go into the podcast's Facebook group? Again, the link will be in the show notes. Or else you can type the Versatile Writer Podcast group into Facebook and it should show up. 
This has been a fun episode to record and I hope you feel the same way. Thanks for joining me. Do subscribe to this podcast and mention it to your friends and family. It might be just what they've been waiting for. I hope you join me again next time. Until then, thank you for listening to The Versatile Writer on the topic of writing prompts and ideas boxes.